Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my concluding look at the Lost Boys franchise with Lost Boys The Thirst coming out two years after the god-awful Lost Boys The Tribe and 23 years after the Lost Boys here it is, the final part to date of the Lost Boys franchise and I couldn't find much information about this movie as a DVD is next to bare bones only having one useless 12 minute mini documentary about vampires hosted by, of all people, Charisma Carpenter. Why? As it banged on pointlessly about how we're obsessed with vampires because of the Lost Boys and how this movie single-handedly changed the face of vampires from an old English actor to hot young things, hello, vamp, once bitten and near dark, etc, etc. Lost Boys did not do shit to regenerate the face of vampires. Anyway, I also found out this is based off a comic book, Lost Boys Reign of Frogs, but since I haven't had a comic book since 1988, I can't comment on that. Uh, it was supposed to lead into another trilogy of the, lo- the Frog Brothers, rather, hunting werewolves and other creepy crawlies and undead things, but since Warner Premiere is no more, I highly doubt this will happen. A remake maybe, because Hollywood loves to remake fucking everything, but not a new trilogy. Since I doubt this movie made its money back, I didn't even know this thing existed, or the last one for that matter, until I found a box set in my local HMV back in 2011, and I bought this thing for a ridiculously low £8. And I can't see this thing getting spun off neither. Anyway, with that, it is on with the show, starring Corey Feldman, Tanit Phoenix Copley, Casey B. Dolan, Jameson Newlander, and Serb Kestang, directed by Dario Piana, who hasn't worked since. Other plot, in yet another small coastal town, Edgar Frog is hired by a writer to take down a head vampire and help get her younger brother back from his clutches before a blood moon party where he's to be sacrificed. Can Edgar, with the help of a TV show hunter, and his brother Alan take down the vampire before he takes over with a undead army of raving teens? And who the hell cares, frankly? This movie is an hour and 18 minutes and it drags on. Anywho, five years ago in DC, we see an elderly dying senator wheeled in by two vampires two feet on a hapless man, tied to a chair, and then we're told as soon as he feeds he'll become immortal, but why? He's like 90. Why would you want to be an immortal 90 year old? My lord. What I love is the fact that they hand the dying old man vampire false teeth. And this is the start of the pathetic jokes. In Burst, the Frog Brothers, Edgar, once again played by Corey Feldman, and Alan, once again played by James Newlander, dressed as they were in their teens and at ridiculous wannabe Rambo outfits. A few bad puns and jokes later, such as, It's the attack of Grandpa Munster! And Edgar and Alan attack the vampires, which then run off. So Edgar unties the man as Alan gives chase and is turned by one of the secret service-dressed vampires, as Alan then just runs off into the night. This is a nightmare as Edgar wakes up looking like shit in a really bad bloody wig while watching Bugs Bunny cartoons about vampires because movie. And to an eviction notice, except it's no longer in Santa Carla nor Luna Bay but San Cardoza. So he moved, lost all his money and his surf shop in two years. Well, I suppose it makes sense as 2010 and the bubble burst in 2008, so why not? 
up comes the Blood Splatter titles and yet another remix of Cry Little Sister, except this is a rave version. Are these things still its bloody thing? And then we see DGX, ooh how hip and fresh, played by Serb Kitstang, spinning vinyl of all things. Hmm, how very hip. In these titles, mixed in are with the strawberry syrup of blood, are comic book, a book even, panels. Whoever made these titles must have had fun throwing around the watered-down fake blood. It's all very arty and all very dexter. Onto shots of the coastal town of San Cardozer. All people surfing, wandering around, and fuck tons of missing people poster. You know, standard Lost Boys opening. In a comic book store, we see Edgar trying to punt some of his prized comic books to a blood-sucking, metaphorically speaking, of course, owner. Hey, if this movie can do a thinly veiled metaphor of government and lawyers being bloodsuckers, then I can do the same with greedy swap shop owners. That gives you the bare minimum for their fucking goods. And you have the balls to charge nearly a hundred times that for the same fucking used products. Anyway, a normal service will return in three, two, one. In walks the Charisma Capital looking Zoe, played by Casey B. Dolan, as she helps out Edgar with his rejected comic books by wanting to stick them on eBay, which of course Edgar. Edgar, rather, knows nothing about. Yeah, I'm sure Corey Feldman knows nothing of Ed E.B. Like he hasn't tried to sell Lost Boys junk for the 13's tat and Goonies crap on that for the past 10 years. In walks some guy asking about graphic novels, so she chases him out saying she only sells comics. He has bullshit to that one, love. Of all the comic book stores I've been in over the past dozen or so years, Comic books are the least things they sell. It's all Doctor Who figures, Marvel and DC action figures, board games, card games, t-shirts, hoodies, belts, bags, wallets, graphic novels, glasses, mugs, and then finally in a teeny tiny little corner in the back, comic books. And one teensy hoonsy wee thing, what's with Corey Feldman growling almost every time he speaks, he growls, and add that with that stupid voice and he is a really annoying character. Mm. Turns out that that guy she throws out is a Paris Hilton type gossip blogger named Johnny Trash. Oh, great name there, guys. How long did that take him up with five minutes? Played by Porteous Xanadu. And I kid you not, that's his real bloody name. Zoe tells Edgar about the so called X Party raves supposedly happening that weekend at an unknown location, not told until the night of the rave. Eh, that's not how that works. You have, to get, you have to promote it for months, if not weeks earlier and have plan vision. Hey, what am I saying? It's a fucking rave. No, you don't. Edgar almost crashes his truck into a Porsche 911 as he rocks it to one of his own band's songs. That's Corey Philbins, that is. While smoking a joint, or a bong even. The 911 is owned by vampire novel best-selling writer and thinly veiled attack on Stephanie Myers, Gwen Lieber, played by Tanit Phoenix Copley. She hires him to find her younger brother, as he went missing during one of these ex- raves, parties, or Ibiza. Cut to three weeks earlier, at a rave, and opening titles, how cheap they're using the same footage in the fucking first ten minutes, as we see the clearly underaged Peter, played by Felix Moose, watching two lipstick lesbians kiss. He's then given designer drug The Thirst, which turns out to be vampire blood. Surprise! One drop, and the 16-year-old looking Peter is now a halfling. He's then injected with something and dragged away. Gwen states, if they don't stop this, then there'll be hundreds if not thousands of vampires, as this blood is from an alpha vampire. And then she explains an alpha means the first, the original, the one and only. Edgar then throws her out, saying he's not interested, 
Uh, so she has to leave her business card. I forgot to mention, she mentioned both Santa Cara and Luna Bay, so the events of Lost Boys 2 have happened. If this is the case, where is Chris and his sister? Also, where the hell is Sam? On a private jet, we see DGX and his posse, and we also see Peter tied up to a chair, hooked up to an IV, looking like absolute shit. Seconds later, they're jumping out of the plane to yet another mix of Cry Little Bloody Sister. One's quote, flying and landing hard in superhero poses. Not only is that bad for the knees, but it's also bad for the heels, especially high ones. They posse all walk in slow-mo, or as if our dog style, trying desperately to look hip and cool. They then meet Johnny Trash, who saw him and his crew land, yet is not phased by the fact that these people have no parachutes. Okay then. So he interviews DGX for his blog. We are then introduced to the squad. Kirk O'Dale, played by Henny Bosman, looking very much Vin Diesel. Dele, played by Tanya Von Gran. And Vixen, played by Ingreta Krause. I think that's how I pronounce that. After Johnny Trash threatens to well trash DGX on his website, DGX, what a fucking stupid name, why not stick to DG Dusk, gives him a live interview. Cut to Edgar, going to visit Alan for help at 1am. As we see, Alan is now into stuffing animals and animal bone sculptures. And what is it with these bloody movies and stuffing animals? Alan questions him why he, he came. So, Edgar tells him about the DG's plan of an army of undead vampires taking over the world. Teenagers at that, my lord. Alan asks him, why not Sam? So, Edgar points to the fact he staked him in a previous movie, and that rolls him out. Also, Michael and Star, but wait, weren't they the long-dead parents in Lost Boys 2 of Chris and Nicole? Hmm. Also, Laddie has now moved on, and therefore it's not anything to do with this, or indeed the franchise. Alan hears none of this, about killing an alpha vampire, a vampire even, because there's no such thing. In fact, he doesn't believe in vampires at all, and cut to him vamping out. Because there's no such thing as vampires, fruitcake. And points to you if you know where the hell that movie reference came from. Anyway, back with Johnny Trash, as he records his interview on the crap laptop webcam, a real great quality there, mate. So not even telling his, quote, trash and easters, that's a fucking terrible name, where or when this event is, DGX kills him, and what the hell is the point of this Johnny Trash? Is it an attack on Perez Hilton? Yeah. He also says he'll give out the details an hour before the event starts. Wait, what? How and why? You know, I'm moving on. By the way, we're 25 minutes into this piece of garbage. Back with Edgar's trailer, he woefully looks at the production still from Moss Boys. Oh, sorry, a treasured picture of him, Alan, and Sam as they were kids, and we have a flashback to Lost Boys 1. Padding much. With that, he heads to Gwen's hotel room and demands she pays for his weapons. This is where we find out she's a writer of vampire teen drama books in the vein of Twilight called Eternity Kiss. As the camera lingers on her getting changed into a brand panties. Uh, because I guess you've got to keep the horny teens happy then. Edgar snipes at her, saying her books suck and she's only pandering to goths and teenage girls the world over. Ouch! He also has a goat her for making vampires look sexy. Hello, Buffy, Angel, hell, even the Lost Boys vampir- vampires were pretty boys for God's sake. You got a bloody cheek there. Cut to Edgar throwing steaks at a garlic. At a garlic dummy. Cut to Edgar throwing steaks at a vampire dummy badly, so he tries the garlic boas, which he misses and smashes his own trailer's 
window. He then tries his high-powered water bone launcher, which he hits because he's standing right in front of the fecking dummy and wouldn't have missed for bloody... Ch oh, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. And I say, wait a minute here. Two years earlier, he was a big bad vampire hunter, and if he can't hit for shit, you get in. Gwen calls him from her hotel room to get him to meet his partner in crime. As up pulls on his Harley Davidson, Lars von Getz, played by Stephen von Nykrek. Think Bear Grylls mixed with that douchebag from that Paranormal Lockdown show, you know, the one with the flashy Ed Hardy outfits. A douchey bag haircut and a million crosses on his neck, that bloody toe nugget that he is. We also meet camera operator Klaus, played by Joe Vaz. This, of course, pisses off Edgar because why wouldn't it? This guy is a douche nozzle. Edgar then points out he's a reality TV reject and all reality TV shows are staged. Ouch! Did I include the two Corys, which by the way I never heard of until I looked up this bloody movie? Cut to a graveyard as Edgar soulfully looks at Sam's grave, with yet more padding as he has a flashback to Lost Boys 1. Ah, we get it, writer and or director and or editor. You have no movie here, and you just want to tug on my nostalgia heartstrings. Well, tough luck, mate. They were cut after watching Lost Boys the Tripe. I mean, Tribe. Edgar leaves his prized Batman number 14 at Sam's headstone, which honestly I'm surprised actually has a bloody headstone because his budget is teeny. In his beat-up truck, Edgar finds an old tome waiting for him from Alan, and just how the hell did he leave it in there because the place is surrounded by crosses and garlic, but hey ho, moving on. Edgar then calls Zoe for help. Why is beyond me? He shows up at her store and hands her the book, which looks a lot like a Buffy reject prop, asking her to do some research to lazy git. He then gets stalked by a vampire. Meanwhile, Zoe looks up an astrology book on blood moons. She is then attacked by a hoodie-wearing vampire. Edgar bursts in to save her from the plastic fang-looking vampires. Really? How cheap is this fucking movie? Plastic fangs. And the two fight. Note the Lost Boys Reign of Frog comic books all covering Edgar. Subtle director. Zoe then sprays holy water mace into the vampire's mouth and he explodes. Are they going for pancakes because filler? Also, this is where she tells him about the Blood Moon and how they need to sacrifice Peter, a young vampire, but not why. Edgar then repeats the same speech from both Lost Boys 1 and 2 about how the vampire nest is dark, dank and underground with a lot of pain and suffering. Cue a slaughterhouse. Cut to an the said slaughterhouse on an island and Vixen has Peter tied to a bed frame of multiple IVs attached to him. Back with Edgar as he makes more frog juice, which why didn't Alan have this in his system when you get turned, in case you didn't listen to Lost Boys The Tribe, and why didn't you? Frog juice is a raw egg, raw garlic, and holy water. So now dressed in his vampire ass-kicking outfit, he takes Zoe to see his quartermaster, Blake, played by Matthew Roberts. Turns out he is the guy from the beginning of the movie as he's tied to the chair. He then arms Edgar with tons of new toys, including a grenade launcher that fire, fires holy water garlic grenades, and a resin grenade that fires up spikes. So later that night, and why they're still hanging about the bloody complex, the complex is attacked by skateboard vampire punks, including Lily, which Edgar stakes after dragging her through a window, and she explodes into sawdust. The rest of the vampire f vampires 
firebomb the trailer. Edgar and Zoe run out the front door as Blake makes a run for his silver stake firing minigun and takes out three vampires again exploding in sawdust. Wait, quote, no two vampires go alike. Some explode and some explode, yet this is now five vampires that have now exploded into sawdust glitter. The next morning, because we're now into, was it five days in the beginning of the movie? She said there's only two days to save his the brother. Anyway, the next morning, Zoe and Edgar drive to the harbour to meet with Gwen and Lars. The harbour is crawling with hot young things, just waiting to be told where to go for this rave. Upon meeting Zoe, Lars immediately hits on her in the cheesiest way possible. Then Gwen gives Zoe the stink eye, and with that they head to the island, and so do dozens of other ravers. And how the hell did they know where to go? Because Johnny Trash is long dead. On the island, Edgar hands out weapons, including a sawn-off super soaker that, quote, turns holy water into holy water. And I kid you not, these are the shitty jokes that's in his bloody movie. Lars acts like a dick when Edgar says Gwen has to stay with the dinghy, then moans when Zoe gets silver stakes, so Edgar hands him wooden ones, and off to go looking for the lair, and we are 35 minutes in, I believe. In the lair, yet more lipstick lesbian bullshit, as two virgins are led off to be eaten, which of course they are, and quickly killed. Again, what's with these plastic looking at fangs? They look like cheap Halloween reject outfits you get for like a buck ten in the last minute of Halloween. Because I'm guessing these are the new hip looking vampires then. Hmm. Finally, after a minute of the group walking around uh, for to find a way in, they find the way into the tunnels and make the way into the darkness. All the while, Klaus is filming the vain Lars as he cracks bad puns and jokes. Deep in the tunnels, they split up, all the while getting hunted by vampires. Zoe goes with Edgar and Lars takes Klaus into the darkness. Shortly after, Lars jokes about how cool it would be to beat up some teenager or a goth who's wearing fake fangs. He's stalked and killed by Kirkodale as he rips out his heart. And meanwhile, Zoe finds the Virgin's promise rings in a pool of blood, and Edgar quips about how these are vampire film young or some shit like that. Very nicely, Edgar. Before he's killed, Lars finds Peter tied to a bed frame, but instead of helping him, Lars walks off, saying it's too early an episode to find him, besides he hasn't beaten the shit out of any goths yet. Back with Edgar, he finds Johnny Trash's long dead body, and again, how the hell did he get the word out? And they're attacked by two female lesbian vampires. One teeny tiny little thing here, why would you go to a rave in a slaughterhouse? Haven't you seen a bloody blade? Lars finally gets his coming to him from Vampire Vin Diesel as he knocks out one of his fangs, and then he gets his ass handed to him, and finally getting his heart punched out, which he shows Lars as it still beats in his hand. Just then, Klaus sticks the vampire, and guess what? He explodes into ash and glitter. Edgar and Vixen quote sword fight badly with samurai swords. I guess you couldn't even afford to bloody hire a fight coordinator. Even a movie jokes about how bad this bit is. She stabs Edgar in the shoulder, so Zoe kills the unnamed blonde vampire holding her, and surprise, she bursts into ash, Buffy style. Vixen goes to kill Zoe, so Edgar fires his grenade launcher at her as she wall runs Matrix Styles and it just runs off and he misses every single fucking shot, all 12 of them. Zoe pulls out the sword and Edgar faints, so much for a hero he is. 
Klaus and Zoe drag Edgar out of the tunnels and back to the beach where Gwen is still awaiting. We are now 50 minutes into an hour and 18 minute movie. Just as Zoe and Gwen patch him up, Edgar pass out again to another flashback. Really movie with 20 minutes or so left. You have another bloody flashback. I swear there's 10 minutes of flashbacks padding. If you hadn't didn't have enough to make a movie, why the fuck did you make the movie and stop fucking padding it with all this crap flashback shit? Anyway, the flashback is to when Edgar and Alan first met Sam. With them patched up and still weirdly daylight, even though when it entered the tunnels it was starting to get dark, they head back in. Footage of more teens arriving, shown earlier, to the party as the blood moon arises. Seconds later, the rave is in full swing, as Vixen throws the thirst to the ravers, which they all instantly swallow. DGX brings up Peter, still tied to the bed frame, as backstage Edgar and Co lurk. Now all vamped out, the ravers act like zombie, chomping at the bit to get Peter's blood, all of them wearing the ridiculous fake fangs and being held back by one pissy cage fence. Looks like it's barely standing. Edgar sneaks up on DGX as the others hide at a slaughterhouse tank filled with green water. Why is that there? Vixen spots this and floats down to fight Edgar as DGX puts on some fighting music. Somebody watched Bloody Iron Man 2 then. Edgar drops his spike bomb thingy in the water so Zoe jumps in to get it. Vixen takes on Edgar as he quickly kills her by slitting, by slitting her throat even with the snapped vinyl and then stakes her and you've guessed it, she bursts into ashes and glitter. DGX takes on Edgar with a spiked bow staff, Edgar with his sword. Yet more shitty sword fighting as Zoe hunts for the bomb. Klaus holds back the bloodlusting vampires with a UV lamp. Before DGX goes in for the kill, Alan shows up and it's on! DGX versus the Frog Brothers. Even more bad sword fighting. Finally, Zoe finds the bomb and throws it to Edgar. He arms it and impales DGX awkwardly. The Frog Brothers joint stake him and boom, into ash he goes. The Reavers are all still vampires, something Edgar fails notice, and so does fucking Alan. Hello, he's a fucking vampire. Gwen gets Peter free and a kiss full on in the mouth because, surprise, he's the alpha. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Flashback to Viking times, aka 1031 AD, Britain I believe. As we see Peter ring through the woods with his pack, however, he is wearing these ridiculous plastic fangs. Why not Omo fangs? Because how could he be the first original vampire if he has these cheap fangs when David and Shane had normal vampire fangs? Well, Shane had the weird shark teeth fangs, but moving on. Why do he have plastic fangs? Meh, moving Turns out Gwen and Peter were lovers, not brother and sister, and Peter wanted to take revenge on Edgar, but not before doing what he promised, letting Gwen not get older, as he tears her throat out. Edgar tells Zoe to hold back, as he and Alan will take on Peter. So during the fight, Peter hangs Alan with chains, and then monologues to Edgar about last man on earth, and how he would be the last human on earth and why would he want to be that blah 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 by the way see the vincent price version not the will smith one because it's fucking shit he then bitches and moans about dgx's vampires also how he needed edgar to kill him because these things are unpure vampires and he wants to be black cattle and blah 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 bullshit edgar refuses to turn so peter releases alan who is now in full vampire mode and the frog brothers fight badly edgar somehow gets a water pipe 
could burst. Over Peter, he then turns into holy water and he burns up. As that terrible song, Crowd's Sister, plays for the millionth time this fucking franchise. Peter, surprise, blows up in chunks of gore and glitter. The brothers hug an act all macho, cut to the beach with Alan sunbathing for the first time in five years. Back in the shop, Zoe tells Edgar she sold his comic books for $500. Yeah, it's bullshit. Edgar tells her he scanned the vampire tomb Alan gave him earlier into his Kindle and then talks about werewolves and how she-wolves can turn anytime they want, not just during a full moon. As Zoe's eyes turn yellow and credits roll. So she's a vampire... Oh, a werewolf all along. Why the fuck's werewolf out when she's taking on the vampires is beyond me? To yet another version of Cry Little Sister. So that was Lost Boys The Thirst. Thankfully the death nail of this piss poor franchise. Not as bad as the tripe, but still bad as this thing drags on. Far too much padding and flashbacks for its own good. The story is weak. The effects are okay for a budget of nine, sorry, 4.9 million. However, this is just an empty movie. I'm going to give this thing a lonely 3 out of 10. And God knows what I'm going to do next week or the week after. So stay tuned for these mystery movies. And tune in next week. July is American Pie. August is Summer Hits of 87, 97 and 2007. September is Hannibal Lecter. October is Halloween. My look at the first three Hellraiser movies. November is Nintendo movies. Bad video game movies such as Street Fighter and Tomb Raider and December is Festive Funnies. So don't forget to leave a like and follow and also leave a comment to my SoundCloud account. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me what you thought of this podcast to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Omen, Psycho, Resident Evil, Underworld and dozens more. Also check out my solo podcast of Aliens Die Hard, Doctor Who, Monster Dog, Halloween, The Shining, and a many, a many more. And a bye and cry, little sister. Oh, God, get out of my fucking head.